name is Good. Lady Good afternoon. My name is Tim Rich. And this is the marvelous Miss Maisie, where we talk about uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, we we this is our twenty seventh episode. We are talking about planes, trains, and automobiles again. The same um, movie we've talked about in the movie. last twenty seven. We're talking time. about it. We're talking about a different minute in the movie, planes, trains, and automobiles for an hour. Big John Candy no. fans. <laughs> No, you fucking dummies. We thought we were making our way through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And boy, oh boy, do we have a doozy of a of a of a of a boozy for you today. I don't I'm not good at talking. We're talking Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh yes, we are. And we have a very special guest. Uh, our guest today is uh, resident um uh, she, she has a baking channel on Twitch uh, called uh, Aaliyah Bakes Stuff. You can uh, follow that. Uh, she's a photographer. She's a culinary expert. And she's a big old Spider-Man fan. You can't see it, but she is neck down in a spider costume. Please welcome to the podcast, Aaliyah Waldman. Hello. Glad to Yay. be here. It's pizza time. It's, it's pizza time. It's pizza time. Is that a Spider-Man reference? Yes, it is. And you don't get it, you fucking idiot. Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, no way. Tim, I just got into medical school. You can't call me an idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah. A big fucking announcement. Top of the podcast. Maisie Law has been accepted into medical school. So this... So remember fuck when... you and your Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't have to remember all this shit. Remember uh, at the beginning of this podcast when it was partially about how Maisie is studying medicine and trying to do that, and we completely abandoned that uh, yep. in 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 like I a, sure in as a hell swift do. way in a yeah. swift way. Uh, anyways, uh, she's actually going to be a doctor now. It's very exciting. Congratulations, Maisie! Lawrence. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. Just keep soon, saying it. Soon to be Doctor Lard. Doctor Lard. Okay. Uh, Paging Dr. Lars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Leah's you've listened to the podcast before. Oh, every episode. Okay, so you know that at the top of every episode, we anytime we have a guest, we discuss two things. We need to know your sun sign and the childhood trauma you're still working through. So that is, wait, that is not what we did. <laughs> Yeah, we you don't do have to answer with, that. We didn't do that with Mike Thomas. We, I was uh, say. Yes, we did. I was just blackout. Okay. You were just like, okay. Well, I don't uh, know the sun sign, and I have too many childhood traumas, so. That's the right it's, answer, baby. It's, a, it's good that you don't know your sun sign. If you know your sun sign, there's something wrong with you, and you maybe you'll get into medical school. Fuck off. <laughs> that's, that's such a direct, <laughs> mean thing to Aaliyah, say. Aaliyah, uh, what is your history with Marvel? What is it? You can share, I guess, specifically your history with Spider-Man, if you would like to, but uh, just generally, uh, you're, uh, you're, are you a fan of the MCU? How did you start off being a fan of comics and Spider-Man specifically? So, um, basically, I really liked Spider-Man. I started like collecting the comics when I was between six and 10 years old. Um, I saw the animated series first and fell in love because he was like the first poor teenage superhero. There was like no, it was all like old rich dudes were superheroes. We didn't have like a poor teenager. And I was like, that's so sick. So I just became obsessed and I was cosplaying all the time. I was like briefly semi-internet famous for cosplaying as Mary Jane Watson and Gwen Stacy and um, this suit that I'm wearing today, which is actually the Tom Holland Spider-Man suit. So it's mm -hmm. in universe. 
but the MCU has been super important to me, you know, like my whole life and um, weirdos and people who, you know, are socially inept, such as myself, a lot of the time, you know, really gravitate towards superheroes. So I like them. And Spider-Man's the best. I don't know. I have a giant tattoo of Spider-Man on my leg too. She's committed folks. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe like one of the most honest and genuine takes on the MCU that I've heard in the last year. So I'm like very touched by that that is so wonderful and so beautiful and pure i know this is a comedy podcast but i have seriously about marvel so i was just i'm saying it's real it comes off as very like true and meaningful and here i am being like (laughs) (laughs) i respect almost all of your takes so uh two things i wanted to ask yeah, uh, that's that's one of the things I wanted to ask about, uh, Leah. What number one? Uh, since you're a super fan of the podcast, I did want to give you an opportunity to uh, maybe confront Maisie about an opinion. Oh that God, she had that you hate yeah. all of my all opinions. Right. I cannot, I can't defend any of my. First opinions. of all, Maisie, you, you're not going to remember half of your opinions this from on some of these movies. I probably well, remember your, your opinions better than you. So <laughs> okay. So why don't you like Loki, huh? Oh, okay. He's really greasy. But I did start to like him. Actually, you'll you'll hear this because Tim hasn't uh, released the Loki episode yet. That I'm now it's Team Meg, Loki. Sorry. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. That was my one really big issue that I had with how. Yeah. Also, I... why do you think Jeremy Renner is attractive? <laughs> <laughs> this is a good question. And it's honestly, like her, it's like her mom said. He's attractive in an ugly, an ugly way. way. <laughs> And honestly, I don't really know if I'm maybe confusing not Martin Short, Martin Smart. Martin. No, who's who's the one Martin that Freeman. Martin, Martin Freeman. Freeman. But Martin's Yeah. That has to be honestly has to be my favorite moment of the podcast was was finding <laughs> out that the entire time you were watching Black Panther, you thought Martin Freeman was Hawkeye. They look exactly <laughs> and alike. You're, and you were just like you're just like, when was he gonna throw it to take out the bow and arrow? <laughs> He hasn't used his bow and arrow this whole movie. What the hell? I was listening to that episode and I definitely thought you were talking about Hawkeye for the first like half of it until you realized it was Yeah. I wonder if she thinks that's Hawkeye. Yeah, she did think that was Hawkeye. Big big Hawkeye. Big Hawkeye. Big big Hawk. Hawk. and then finally, Aaliyah wanted to ask. Um, Just notice that I wasn't able to defend any of that. <laughs> <laughs> you would. There isn't. There isn't like a core. It's not like a core belief. You know, it's not. It's, it's all very flippant. If you haven't already, please Google the Jeremy Renner personal app scandal, and oh, then you'll sh- not be attracted to him ever for for the rest of all time. Or okay. just listen to some of his jazz record. Oh no! Yeah, do that. Do okay. that. Okay. Okay. I can't believe this podcast give me homework now. Uh-huh. Well, you, you, you think? You, you, yeah, it is. I have yeah. to like remember everything. What's that about? Uh, the other thing I wanted, Elia, uh, since we're talking Spider-Man, I would be remiss if you didn't share the story of um, potentially a photograph of you and its circulation around a specific uh, oh. part of the internet. Yeah. Okay. So 
Um, I, in this suit, this suit also comes with a mask that I don't often wear because it's uncomfortable and it, I can't wear makeup with it. It would just rub it all off. Um, anyways, when I'm wearing that mask, which has like 3D printed lenses, I mean, it's very cool with this suit. I don't really look like me. I look like a dude, um, which, you know, for certain opportunities is, is great. Like I definitely um, like said hello to children in theaters at this suit as a guy and that has worked out well. Like, you know what I mean? Like they want to talk to Spider-Man, not like Spider-Man as a woman. So I did a photo shoot with my friend who is Deadpool and he got like a, a movie accurate Deadpool suit. He got jacked in the exact same shape as Ryan Reynolds. Um, he has me like swung over his shoulder in this photo. So I definitely just look like Tom Holland, Spider-Man swung over uh, Deadpool's shoulder. And it all looks very movie accurate. Anyways, it got circulated on a ton of gay porn sites um, and fan fiction websites because my butt just looks like Tom Holland's butt on Ryan Reynolds' shoulder. Um, and yeah, I get sent that like once a month um like <laughs> is this your ass and it's like yes it is um it's very i don't know if it's embarrassing i think it's embarrassing they're not crediting me i don't yeah know. i was gonna say we are in the presence of royalty right now <laughs> gay porn it's been on the front page of reddit it's been like in facebook groups people have like photoshopped that next to like a like a photoshopped picture of Tom Holland and Ryan Reynolds making out. I don't know. It's very, <laughs> uh, it's wonderful to be part of the zeitgeist. It's folks. a good time. Spider, you thought Spider-Man was nice and good and, and, and relatable and like wholesome. Nah. No. We all, Is it we the all one where Deadpool is pointing to the butt? Are you Googling it? <laughs> <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> Okay, great. Sorry, I just like it's hard for me to picture things without looking them up. Oh yeah, that's also it. this whole story. We know Maisie was like, "What the fuck is a Deadpool?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering that as I was saying it, I was like, "Should I be explaining what Deadpool is?" Oh, please don't. We it's good. I, uh, no, this podcast can't be four hours long. So, do we want to jump into this shit? Do we want Let's to talk about this goddamn up. movie? All right, Spider Man. Wait, hold on. I just got to back up real quick and paint the scene. First of all, because Tim and I both have not seen The Eternals, mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. I go over to Tim's house, planning on watching The Eternals. I have two bagels in hand. It is a Saturday morning. We're not doing too great. I walk in, not wanting to watch The Eternals. Tim goes, I have a surprise for you, and shows me his butt. No. Uh, he um, is like, surprise, we're watching Spider-Man. And it was like the nicest thing that anyone's ever done for me. So we <laughs> totally bypassed watching the Eternals yep. and then just watched Spider-Man with bagels. It was amazing. It was yeah. great. The only way to watch Spider-Man is with bagels, yeah. actually. And uh, with the false promise of watching what I assume will be a much shittier movie. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home is the 27th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have watched uh, it, it. We've watched 26 of the 27 films. I think I, at this point I've seen more MCU movies than my like collective movie experience throughout my whole life. <laughs> Any other movie. Like you yeah. add up every other movie. Yeah, truly. <laughs> uh, it's the 27th film. It was released in 2021. So we are, we are theatrically, we are caught up. We are Hell fully yeah. caught up. 
uh, with the MCU, except for the Eternals. Yeah, uh, fuck that movie. <laughs> yeah, but fuck that movie. Um, uh, the film was directed by uh, John Watts for returning characters. We see, I mean, this film is basically all returning characters mm -hmm. uh, from not Tommy, only Tommy, this, Hall, Hall. But, uh, but other universe. Tom Holland, uh, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Jacob Batalon, John Fafro, uh, you know, uh, all, all our favorites. And then returning people from past franchises, we have Jamie Foxx, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, uh, uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Uh, this was uh, uh, the biggest not secret in like the world uh, leading into this film. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess before we dive into the plot, I want to talk up top about the whole uh, pulling back through into Spider-Man movies uh, with a Spider-Man expert. And someone who's, I'm going to guess, has seen one other Spider-Man movie, maybe? Correct. <laughs> Correct, yes. And the other Spider-Man movie that you And I was outside of the theater for most of it. <laughs> because you were scared of the Green Goblin. Yes. Uh, and, which didn't change watching this movie. Terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> uh, but just sort of retrospective, uh, you, as someone who is both super into the Aaliyah, you're super into Spider-Man movies, and this was a celebration of all of the Spider-Man things that you love. And Maisie, as someone who has seen a couple Spider-Mans and and was like, who the fuck is that for yeah. a lot of the movie? Uh, I guess, Aaliyah, your perspective. I want to also say right now, Aaliyah, I want you to paint the picture for me of the experience of seeing the first preview for this movie yeah. and then seeing it, like, did you see it at the midnight show and what your like biggest, oh my God moment was, like, paint the picture. This is too, it's too much. So I'll try and <laughs> experience sure yeah <laughs> so uh the preview came out and i was like immediately like had my little notebook and was writing down all the easter eggs and stuff and i was like oh but this is gonna happen so whenever an mcu movie comes out like i love how on the podcast you write the prediction what you think you know like the end of the movie is gonna be or whatever and it's like you know sometimes a little shaky but i write my own predictions about like what i think is going to happen if a big mcu movie is coming out. I'm like oh they're going to go with this storyline or this one so the trailer came out and i was immediately like all right here's exactly what i think is going to happen and then when i went to go see it i went to go see it also i wore this suit i did go to like a midnight showing but they don't really have midnight showings anymore so it's like a yeah like the thursday yeah. 7 p.m showing yeah. which is so oh, thank god so much more reasonable no oh, as man. a almost 30 year old i'm like yes please let's go to bed early i don't want to be up at midnight doing this um especially not in this suit but yeah so i went to <laughs> the 2022 version of a midnight showing in 2021, I guess, technically. Um, and uh, I, all my predictions were wrong. <laughs> really? That happened. Like there's, I don't, we can spoil at this point, right? Yeah, no. Like, I mean, we'll go uh, point to point through the plot, but this is more like. Okay. So I like, I absolutely didn't think they were going to kill Aunt May. I yeah, mm. wasn't even in my brain. I didn't know that he was going to end up like saving the villains, which was like very touching and like wonderful. And I, I am glad that I got to live through seeing Alfred Molina as Doc Ock be like a normal scientist again, like have his brain restored, which was like, it's just uh, so touching, so beautiful. He's my favorite villain. So it was just like, 
a good moment for people who stand Doc Ock, you know? <laughs> um, a lot of people don't know there's a comic book series where he switches brains with Peter Parker. I say a lot of people don't know. I should say a lot of people in this podcast being Maisie yeah. don't know that there's a comic <laughs> yeah. book series where Doc Ock and Spider-Man switch brains. So you kind of get like Doc Ock's redemption in Peter Parker's body in that comic book series. And it was really nice to kind of see a little taste of that in this film. Um, also seeing Willem Dafoe be Green Goblin again was like a spiritual experience. I was like, this is the greatest. When he says the, you know, the, the scientist line, I like lost my shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the whole theater did. And also I wanted to ask, were you aware of the Dare- Daredevil reference at all in the beginning? You had, I had no to explain that. that one, yeah. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. <laughs> no, she's the normal one. I want to like clarify this one. Like us being like, As Whoa, like that's from the TV here, show from a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's so weird. Sitting here. <laughs> um, but yeah, all of it. I mean, there was just so many like big sobbing moments that I'm sure you didn't have. Like you don't have the same, <laughs> like you weren't, I sobbed when Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire like came through those portals. I mean, I was like, just tears. Like I was so excited and so happy. So a friend of mine from work uh, loves the MCU and listens to the podcast and everything. And I forgot to tell her that I watched Spider-Man. So I emailed her from at work because she doesn't look up her phone. I emailed her being like, sorry, I forgot to tell you, I watched Spider-Man. And like less than 30 seconds later, I get an email back saying, how, how could you forget to tell me that? It's like, that movie changed my life. It was so good. It's so, I don't, like as, as a Spider-Man fan, it's really like everything you want mm-hmm. out of a Spider-Man movie. You got the three of them swinging together. Yeah. That's all I've ever wanted, ever. I didn't Peter like that I wanted that, but there it is. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. just- so this movie was very hype driven. I mean, it was, I think that there were, there were like leaks and stuff. And for like years, there's been the rumors of them doing like uh, uh, all three Spider-Mans back together kind of movie. And then there was leaks on leaks on leaks. So uh, it, it really is, a, it, there were definitely surprises in this movie for me, but it was one of those things where it was just like, ah, oh, man, I wish, I wish I hadn't even thought that toby mcguire or andrew garfield would have been in this and then it just like you know popped out of nowhere but my my two things is that i mean like hearing you both talk about this i loved this movie and thought it was like really extremely satisfying and entertaining and i can't even imagine what it must be like to be like a huge lifelong fan to see this and then secondly part a of this question is is there going to be another spider-man movie and part b is how would they top this (laughs) I think that the plan, uh, I mean, we don't know the plan. Sony and Marvel have their own like connection, like beef problem with Spider-Man with sharing that character. And from the way that this movie ends, it almost seems like they're severing ties and are just going to be like, all right, Spider-Man, we get to make our Spider-Man movies now because now no one knows who he is or whatever. So we can kind of exist outside of the franchise or whatever. It's up in the air. Uh, okay. as to what's going to happen but um well the other uh, yeah two separate rumors happening where it's like tom holland both says he's quitting he doesn't want to make movies for a while that's like a tom holland thing that's happening right now which is really weird because it's also an andrew garfield thing right now he's like i'm done making movies so no 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 um but also there's another rumor saying he signed on for six more movies 
So is it the Tom Holland sign off for six more movies or he's quitting acting? Like which, which is was, it? And, and also as MCU fans, where do you get your news? <laughs> the Daily Twitter. Bugle? Beagle? What is it? The Daily, the Daily Bugle. Bugle. Yeah. We, That's I, so funny. Maisie just made a comic book joke and she doesn't even know it. No, she does. Daily Beagle. No, Daily Beagle. She said Daily Beagle. And that's the um, Spider Ham universe, is what the Daily oh. Beagle is called. Ah. Oh, you accidental. See? I'm pretty smart. Secretly knows more than the, about the MCU than us. It's just a Could you imagine if I was just like an expert and have been leading you all through? the biggest mind experiment we go go into it we we watch the eternals and you start like referencing specific eternals comic books (laughs) uh do we want to dive into the plot let's where do you get your news first though like twitter twitter okay twitter generally i mean there will be shit happening on like variety or hollywood reporter will report on stuff Um, there are definitely ways to to see if it's legit like there's like yeah there's like def- nerd you know the sites that are like bad that are going to give you fake news like comicbook.com there's a bunch of like there's a whole culture and like like subculture of just like fake news about these movies where it's just like chris evans signs up back on to be captain america for four more movies and it's just like the source is like my fucking butthole dot org <laughs> like got it just, uh but yeah I, there, you know there's rumors and stuff but this one seemed pretty ironclad that they were going to be doing yeah uh, old spider bring old spider-man's in like the first trailer had doc ock in it subsequent trailers had like like when when you're bringing back villains from the old movies it's just i'm just sitting there like okay so the other spider-mans are gonna be there too okay yeah like like, no shit like that's good people weren't like clamoring if this movie was only like the villains coming back and then none of the spider-mans came back people would have fucking rioted yeah Yeah. a nightmare that would be do we want to dive in yeah let's get into it fucking movie baby all right After Quentin Beck uh, frames Peter Parker for his murder and reveals Peter Parker's identity as Spider-Man, Parker, his girlfriend, MJ Watson, best friend, Ned Leeds, and Aunt May are interrogated by the Department of Damage Control. So this movie picks up right where the last one left off. J. Jonah Jameson is screaming on a big TV at Madison Square. I would watch a whole movie of that. He's I love so your reaction good. to that happening. That's my favorite thing that has happened. Is, it was is saying that J. Jonah Jameson wasn't going to be in this, and then surprise. Yeah. Very good. Also, let's just say that I usually hate it in movies where they like spend so much time in the beginning of the movie doing this like exposition, like family, uh, like origin story thing. But this one just starts, and I loved that because yeah, I was, was immediately like, like, "Yep, I'm here. Let's go." Because it's also a movie where it's just like, all right, we're not gonna, we we can't explain everything. Yeah. Like we like we don't have the time. Are we, are we really gonna explain how Jamie Fox uh, is, you know, who Jamie Fox is, what his whole backstory is? No, we got to condense it into like two sentences so that you understand it if you haven't seen the movie. Yeah. And we can fucking move along. Jim um, Carrey as the cable guy, as Jamie Jim Fox. <laughs> 
the whole exchange between Lizard and Electro where he's like, what happened in my universe? You had a comb over, you got a makeover or whatever he says. It's just like- one line, like, like, yeah, cause this is what you don't know, Maisie, is, is Jamie Foxx's character in, in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie that he's in. He's like a mega nerd with like a comb over and like bad teeth and stuff. And then he falls in a vat of electric eels and he turns just CGI blue. No. Okay. He turns like he's fully CGI blue glowing character the rest of the movie. So in this movie, he shows up and he's just Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And they just have one line where he's just like, I got my body back. All right. <laughs> like, like <laughs> fuck it. Who cares? Like, yeah. don't explain it just because. So, like, the energy here is different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, the electricity here and technology here is different. That's why I look hot as fuck and not like a blue, glowing, weird thing. I should show you group. pictures okay. of, of Jamie Foxx and the Amazing Spider Man. This does bad. remind me, I did leave your house saying, I should watch some of those Spider Man movies. <laughs> and guess what? I you're not, haven't. You're not going to. You're not going to. I well, I am taking all of July off before I start. So maybe I'll just, you know, 30 movies, 30 days in July. If I'm, if I'm gonna make you watch another Spider-Man movie, 31. it's gonna be Into Into the Spider-Verse. I'm gonna make you watch yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's okay. the best Spider-Man movie. Um, lawyer Matt Murdock gets Peter's uh, uh, charges dropped. Matt Murdock has a cameo in this. Matt Murdock is Daredevil. This was a... I don't know if this was like a just a shout-out to fans who were just like, hey, we did this TV show a while ago and he still exists in this universe. Like there's no, if it's just like a fan service thing or if it's just like, hey, we're going to be reintroducing this guy uh, in like future stuff. And just so you know, he's he's still around. Like it's it's a weird thing where I don't know if they're going to do anything I, with it or not. I believe they confirmed that they're bringing him back for more stuff. Oh, okay. That was All pretty right. recent. So here we go. There you go. I was pretty, sh- I thought that Daredevil was Ben Affleck, so... Forgive he me. was Daredevil was Ben Affleck in 2003 when Tobey Maguire was Spider Man, and it is not oh man. It's, so basically, it's I haven't seen anything. Yeah. So it my was, knowledge of the MCU revolves around Tobey Maguire as Spider Man for three fourths of the movie that I could handle. But it as is a nine like year old. I, I did explain. I was like, yeah, this is who this is, and then he catches a brick through a window. Like there's just a moment where he like is like I'm a uh, I'm a very good lawyer. That's how I was able to catch that break. It's just <laughs> uh, there's also I think there's some fun stuff. Maisie, you you mentioned this in the scene where they get back to the apartment uh, when everyone like Mysterio's revealed his identity. It's a one shot. You like uh, yeah, you, it was so there's cool. like this one shot of Peter Pete, like it's Aunt May and Happy are breaking up at the door. So Aunt May and Happy are breaking up. That's like a subplot in the beginning of this movie. Where you just get to see sad Favreau <laughs> for a little while, uh, but it, they, they get in the apartment. They walk in on what they think they like. Oh, your clothes are off or whatever. But they just had gotten home, and then it tracks through the apartment as he's like turning off the TV and like trying to shut the, the blinds, and he has to use his web to shut the blinds. And uh, all I don't one know, we shot. don't really all one shot. We don't often see. I mean, I'll say this: we don't often see like them doing anything interesting film and camera wise yeah. in the MCU but so like something like that was kind of cool yeah 
There is one little Easter egg that you glossed over. That was what, a, did I, what did I gloss over? Yeah, gosh, Tim. Um, so in the very beginning when they, when he's like, they're going through the whole recap of how he revealed his identity. Um, somebody in the crowd says he's just a kid. And that's a line that was said to Tobey Maguire in when he's like saving the train in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And so says, so oh, so an so an extra had an ADR line, and yeah. and I and I just blatantly yeah. skipped over that. I just I'm really offended that you just skipped that line entirely. Are but you it guys was flirting? Like- Is this what nerds do when they flirt? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good parallel between Tom and Toby. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, okay. I have feelings. Sorry. Uh, lawyer Matt Murdock gets. Parker's charges dropped, but the group grapples with negative publicity. After Parker, MJ, and Ned's MIT applications are rejected, Parker goes to the New York Sanctum, the Sanctum Sanctorum, to ask Stephen Strange for help. Dr. Strange Maisie is your favorite superhero. It's Dr. Strange. It's Mr. Arms. Mr. If I don't close this portal in a million seconds. Two things about Dr. Strange, real quick. I would like Dr. Strange so much more if he was just like chilling in a hospital doing surgeries and Tom Holland like <laughs> asked him for help by like scrubbing into the surgery and and like, you know, St- Stephen Strange asked him for a 4-0 proline to help like suture up someone's heart or something and like was just talking to him on the side while still practicing medicine. I think that'd be fierce. Second of all, get the fucking rid of the robes. I hate the robes. Dr. Strange's whole outfit makes like just takes I'm like, oh, I'm watching a movie about something stupid now. Okay, but it is kind of funny that in that in that first scene where he shows up, he's just wearing like a fucking hoodie and a jacket with the fucking cape on it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. Like, yeah, he's very much like culturally appropriated, you know, Middle Eastern, Midi, Southeast Asian sort of like robe garb just. But like, how funny would it be if he was like running through the hospital with scrubs on and Tom Holland was just like, hey, Mr. Strange, sir? And he's like, cast a spell. (laughs) Yeah, code blue in, you know, room 405. And like, just like, yeah. That is a good point about Dr. Strange that he, his, he's initially. Like an interest, a surgeon is an yeah. interesting character. Is like an interesting and it's exhilarating. There's a million doctor TV shows and shit like that 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 prove that people are into that. And then he decides to go do r- throw his arms around. Yeah. Instead, with it's a stupid like, ring. <laughs> Did you notice how terrible his wig was in this movie? Oh, it's bad. Wow. There's there's yeah. shots of CGI that are like truly horrendous Man-Man in this movie. There's looks like awful. Oh, it's, the lizard looks awful. I think that there's there's shots of of Doctor Strange like doing this on like with like a clear green screen background with movement, and it's oh man, oh there's some moments in this that are just oh, but the de aging on Willem Dafoe, holy shit, like really, that was oh, pretty good. Yeah, that's really nice. incredible. We are not even a paragraph in. Strange <laughs> casts a spell that would make everyone forget Parker is Spider-Man, but it is corrupted when Parker repeatedly requests alterations to let his loved ones retain their memories. Strange contains the spell to stop it and makes Peter leave. So this is the jumping off point for the for I guess not only this movie, but feasibly the 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 next ten or so movies because we're opening up the multiverse. We're getting into the multiverse of madness. Uh, but this scene where Peter Parker's like, 
wait, no, let's change the spell. Like, I'm like, I'm all for conceits in a movie, but we didn't talk about this beforehand. We didn't hash out the deets. I don't know. That was wild. I, I was literally just rewatching it this morning and I was like, yeah, I can't believe any universe where Doctor Strange would not like sit down and be like, are you sure? Yeah. You do this? Like, it felt very out of character. I don't know the way they wrote him in this movie. I feel like is like the opposite of how he's written in the rest. Like he's a fucking dumbass. This whole movie, like this whole movie, he's just like he's not listening and he's being like condescending and which like I mean that's in line with his character, but he's just straight up that moment where he's just like so long, Spider Man, and he starts casting a spell and and Park and Tom Holland's like wait what what are you talking about? You mean everyone's gonna forget? That's not what I wanted. Can we like? Can we fucking stop the spell and talk about this for a minute? No, no, I gotta do this with my fingers. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, we gotta do a multiversal. I'm American. I'm definitely an American. Peter Parker. <laughs> I love it. I don't like. I don't like that in a Cumberbatch is terrible American accent in these movies. It's very bad. It is weird. It is a little off-putting. Uh, but that's the jumping off point. There is a kind of a funny moment where uh, he's just, and again, like another, like this is kind of stupid moment where he's just like, you mean I could have called MIT and just asked? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dr. Strange is just like, time out. <laughs> you didn't even think to plead your case. I'm an American. <laughs> Uh, Parker tries to convince an MIT administrator to reconsider MJ and Ned's application, but is suddenly attacked by Otto Octavius, uh, Dr. Octopus. Octavius rips Parker's nanotechnology from his Iron Man suit, uh, Iron Spider suit, which bonds with his mechanical tentacles and allows Parker to disable them. First big action scene of the movie, we got Dr. Octopus from the, from the Spider-Man. Maisie. Didn't give a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no i thought it was it was a little uh it was one of those things where i was like am i supposed to know what's going on here because i have no idea Mm -hmm. uh and i think they do a good job like a pause moment asked him what's going on i love alfred molina like love alfred molina and i think he's a great actor and like it was a little like strange to see him as a an octopus style like mechanic villain so I, I would like, oh, uh, what I would recommend if I recommend any you go back to watch any of the old Spider-Mans I would recommend to go back and watch okay. Spider-Man 2 the one with Alfred Merlin as Dr. Octopus because okay. first of all in this movie we're in like 2021 filmmaking where it just kind of looks bad and I would say that like a lot of his movements and mobility just looks bad because he's an older guy now he's yeah. he can't like and they're not doing puppetry they're just doing all right, well, there's a blue screen behind you and now react like this or whatever. Yeah. Like it's it's a lot less natural looking, but the Raimi Spider-Man movies where, and specifically Spider-Man 2 is, oh, it's a masterpiece. It's like okay. really, really good. And Spider-Man Molina is- Spider-Man 2 is, yeah, it's one of the best representations of a villain in in, in Marvel movie history. As wow, that's high praise. Yeah. Okay. It's such a, it's really. It's, it's almost all practical effect too. So like his arms are real arms. Like they're, they're puppets. Like I said. think that, I think that movie looks better than this movie. Like I'm writing like this one down. to one. Yeah. Also, these are my previous notes from Black Widow and calculating the velocity of her fall. So. 
So uh, as Norman Osborne arrives and attacks, Strange teleports Parker back to the Sanctum and locks Octavius in a cell next to Kirk Connors, a.k.a. the Lizard. Uh, this was the moment where I think Maisie was like, oh, shit, like, you didn't yeah. know that Green Goblin was going to be in this movie, did you? No. Well, honestly, like, I had seen maybe, like, some a semblance of a spoiler that Tobey Maguire and uh, Andrew Garfield were in this movie. But to be honest with you, I thought it was going to be, like, a silly, stupid post credit scene that was just fun. Oh, and awesome. And so when I, like, you were like, oh, this is a villain from one of the old Spider-Man movies, when I saw um, the Green Goblin come back, I was like, oh, this isn't just, like, a stupid post credit scene. This is going to be a plot point for the entire movie. <laughs> Part of it, yeah. I mean, even I thought that, like, when they announced Toby and Andrew were going to be part of it, they didn't really announce when it leaked that, like, we knew they were going to be a part of it in some way. I was like, oh, it's going to be a cameo. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, like, a quick blip. I definitely didn't expect them to be part of the main plot. So there's another one of yeah. my predictions. Definitely yeah, I was I was very much not expecting Willem Dafoe to come back and and be in the movie with this much. Yeah, he's got a lot for, of for long, screen yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and Melina too. Like the ads, the way that they like structured the ads for this movie were very much like slow reveal that there's a bunch of villains in this and that the villains are from like I remember when they they there was a TV spot, some fucking random TV spot was just like, oh yeah, and Lizard's in this too. And we were, I was just like, wait, what the fuck? What is this movie gonna be? Like, it's, they're really packing it up. But um, yeah, we're, uh, we're fully in it. So, so we're, we're in the, we're in the undercroft of the Sanctum Sanctorum and we've got like little cells, like, I think it's like six cells. Um, worth noting that this is, uh, there is a, a group of villains in the Spider-Man comics with sort of rotating members called the Sinister Six. And they have been uh, itching to make a Sinister Six movie for a long time. In the Amazing Spider-Man movies, there are very blatant like references to like we're gonna do it, and then they stop Culture. making those movies. Um, but uh, this movie is like the first time that we we see some semblance of like the Sinister Six or like this this idea of this team um, fighting together, which is kind of cool. I thought it was kind of cool comics wise strange explains that before he could contain the corrupted spell it summoned people from other universes who know spider-man's identity he orders parker mj and ned to find and capture them and they locate and retrieve max dylan aka electro played by jamie fox and flint marco aka sandman played by thomas hayden church sandman is from spider-man 3 uh electro is from the amazing spider-man 2 uh, Green Goblin is from Spider-Man One. Doctor and Rock my is from Spider-Man Two, and <laughs> and turn around and bend over. Like, welcome <laughs> to the fucking movie, y'all. <laughs> yeah, thoughts on it? I mean, we we we're we're getting our cast of people together. It, Jamie Foxx shows up. The Sand Guy shows up. Maisie, when the Sand Guy shows, that was a moment that I was waiting for. Like, when the Sand Guy shows up and saves Peter from electrodes just electric striking him were you like what the fuck is yes a hundred percent because really all the only villain i knew was the green goblin and mm. the fact that you knew who the sandman was and i didn't ugh. this I mean, was this was done. a moment where i was like i'm just gonna trust you on this one <laughs> uh Aaliyah, thoughts on the this this sort of sequence 
I again was just surprised they were not just a cameo. So <laughs> when the when Sandman popped up and it seemed like he was gonna be like helpful, I was like, oh, uh, what's happening? I didn't expect the villains to be like somewhat good guys. Well, uh, Sandman in Spider-Man Three, pretty famously, is like a villain who's like. I don't want to fight you, Spider-Man. I'm just trying to, you know, rob banks so I can, you know, pay for my daughter's surgery or whatever. Uh, and then by the end of that movie, there is a reconciliation and he leaves as like a good, you know, person. Right. Still with sand powers. So him coming in in this and being like, hey, Spider-Man, uh, can I help you at all? is kind of cool. It's like a continuation of his character. From it's movie. very cool, but at the same time, I'm so used to the MCU screwing up so many things and details about characters that I was like, for sure, they're just going to reduce these guys down to like base level villains. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, there is a there is a, a level of uh, sort of ignoring things like uh, Sandman in Spider-Man 3 is revealed to have been the one to kill Uncle Ben. So in Spider-Man 3... Uh, he's they, they he kills Uncle Ben, and then the part of that arc is like him being like, "It was an accident. I'm so sorry. You know, I'm not." I thought the man. Green Goblin killed Uncle Ben in the first one. No, no. no. And... Uh, Uncle Ben had uh, was uh, Uncle Ben uh, famously uh, every time dies to just like a random street mugger, and that's how oh. uh, Spider Man decides to be like. He's got a mean recipe for rice. That's all I know. And I don't. <laughs> I don't like that they took away that it was just a mugger though and they made it sandman they're like yeah i mean I that was a, one of my least favorite things that they did in that in that trilogy so that was a different little retcon but um yeah we've got we've got our we got our gang we got our our gangs all here osborne uh, reclaims control of himself from his split green goblin personality he goes to a feast building where May comforts him before Parker retrieves him. Uh, we, I like Willem Dafoe is stealing Stealing donuts. donuts. <laughs> the it really is like, it's a cute performance up until you learn that it's like, like him sort of being like, oh, well, how can I help? I'm Willem Dafoe. That line where- I have the scariest face in the world, the <laughs> but I can soften. Where he says I could go for a burrito is my favorite thing he's ever said. It's the cutest thing I've ever it's heard. Like, Cause it's also, he has, he still retains that sort of like gravelly. Yeah, sort it's of, still like, a even little when evil. I, I could always go for a burrito. burrito. It's so humanizing. Cause me too. Oh my God. Yeah. Green Goblin, good guy. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> while discussing their battles with Spider-Man, Osborne, Octavius and Dylan realize that they were pulled from their universes just before their deaths. Strange prepares to reverse the contained spell and send the villains back into their respective universes, but Parker argues that they should first cure the villains' powers and insanity to prevent their deaths upon their return. Parker steals the spell, traps Strange in the mirror dimension, and with May, takes the villains into Happy Hogan's apartment. Hilarious. <laughs> the, yeah the just the, i thought like happy hogan's bachelor pad in jersey city <laughs> hilarious 
<laughs> welcome w- welcome to the oasis is that what he calls it <laughs> yeah and he says something about donkey kong jr and i would love to know the significance of that i he probably just has a it just has a little uh donkey kong jr uh what's arcade machine <laughs> because that's what bachelors have every every bachelor pad has to has a stand-up arcade machine come on where's your like, bachelor it, pad sp- spirit it Waldman? was like uh the apartment that tom hanks makes himself in the movie big like <laughs> you know what i mean it's like also a- got um what's his name uh the the moving arm robot from the first from the iron jarvis <laughs> wait what's his name <laughs> jarvis is the name of his ai that turns into vision but um, the, is that this, not right? Just the arm, just the moving arm thing. That like, oh, it, the, I think it's called dumb e. Like he calls it dumb e because it's like always making mistakes. I don't know. I thought it was a cool little Easter egg. We're talking. We're talking. I'm trying to not move over all the Easter eggs when there's the big, robot from Iron Man One. The big one is Daredevil in the beginning saying or calling out Happy Hogan for stealing a bunch of technology and then us seeing that technology. Oh, now I got to rewatch. Now that's like the that, key. That Happy Hogan line where he's just like, oh, I, I just, I, I, I don't want to say, if if I say I, I'll incriminate myself, what's it, Goodfellas? What do they say, what do they say, Goodfellas? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, honey, no, no, don't. <laughs> I was so, I just really wanted them to also make a My Cousin Vinny reference, even though Marissa Tomei is right there. <laughs> Uh, thoughts on this? I guess Aaliyah and Maisie. Thoughts on the Spider-Man Doctor Strange fight in the mirror dimension? It's pretty sick. <laughs> I thought it was cool, but I could tell a lot of it was blue screened and like looked. Some of it looked a little off-putting, and you could tell that it wasn't that they weren't actually folding the buildings. You know, you each can other. tell when it's a real mirror universe and when it's store-bought. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it was just, I don't know. I thought it was, I liked it, but I thought it was arbitrary. Yeah. And Maisie, this plot point where Peter's like, we need to, you know, save them. We need to like not send them back to their universes to die. Uh, you vocally disagreed with this. You, yeah. you, were like, Peter, you were like, Peter's being stupid. Yeah. It was Listen like, you, to Dr. Strange. He has this like innocent, like, wants uh, do good. Uh, silence do good kind of thing that's a ben franklin reference um (laughs) yeah but he doesn't even want to do good he was totally ready to send them back to their universe he even used the not my problem line like it's not my problem and then aunt may was like no we're good people we must save the villains and then she fucking this this (laughs) exact (laughs) thing gets her fucking murdered Right. Uh, also, Maisie, that was not a Ben Franklin reference. That was a National Treasure reference because you know the Silence Do Good letters from the movie National Treasure. Actually, Tim, it is a Ben Franklin reference because Ben Franklin used to write uh, like I, satirical I, letters and, re- and under the, sign them Silence the Do Good. Silence Do Good. But that, you know that because it's a line in National Treasure. I know that because I watched the PBS Ben Franklin documentary, <laughs> Tim, and I will, I will. Sue your ass in court. I will. I well look. Bottom line, I love the movie National Treasure. That's I love PBS's Ben Franklin documentary, paid for in part by viewers like you, Tim. Is that Ken Burns? Did Ken Burns do that? I don't fucking care. 
You guys have a good time here. He cures Octavius. Uh, so he is able, so there's like this machine in Happy Hogan's room that is just like a 3D printer for Iron Man technology, essentially, where it's just like, oh, you can just make anything, like literally anything. Uh, so we can make the thing that will cure everybody. Uh, which is- serums, baby. We got serums, serums. we got anti-serums. We got mostly anti-serums. We got dotes and it. antidotes. We got little <laughs> chips for the back of your neck. We got yeah. chips for the back of your neck. We, we got, got a lot of those. <laughs> we got anecdotes, antidotes, dotes. Boats, boats. Dots. Planes, planes, trains, trains and automobiles. And it's full circle. Turn around and bend over, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate this. He cures Octavius, but Osborne's goblin persona, he goes full goblin mode. His goblin persona takes control and convinces the uncured villains to betray Parker. As Dylan, Marco, and Connors escape, the goblin fatally injures May. Before she dies, May tells Peter that with great power, there must also come great responsibility. You either have great power or die as a villain. Or live it? long enough to have <laughs> <See>? responsibility. It's <laughs> a fine line between great power and living long enough to see. I know you're not like connected to these characters a whole lot because you haven't seen the other Spider-Man movies, but did you like cry when Aunt May died or not? Were you just like stone-faced? Speaking of stone-faced, it's funny you ask. Um, What I will say is that I really have loved May through these movies more so than I remember being attached to Tobey Maguire's family in the Spider-Man movie that I first saw. Was I only nine? Yes. Did I leave <laughs> the movie halfway through? Yes. But yeah, I thought it was, uh, I did not cry, but I was heartbroken. I did see a spoiler about Aunt May dying. Didn't think that she was going to die until I saw the spoiler, but also it was really just sad and upsetting the way she died. So yeah. Yeah. It's one of those like repercussions of his own actions sort of thing. And it's, and it's a brutal scene. I think that that apartment fight is just one-on-one between Green Goblin and, and Peter is one of the best action sequences that we've seen in oh, the yeah. MCU where he's just, where they're just fucking pile driving each other through the floors of the apartment yeah. complex. God. And then he Parker like gets on him, starts punching him, and he his face every punch it gets crazier yeah. and more. Uh, that and is so just, scary. Just went, scary when he did that. It's so terrifying. Yeah, because yeah. it's like he's like more, more, and ugh. Defoe is such a like. Even if I think that I think some of the writing in this is some of the dialogue in this is not as good as like the old like like the Raimi Spider Man ones like like the things that he's saying are like like he, when he goes Norman's on sabbatical, honey. Yeah. Like, that's like a good line, but it's also like what the wait what the fuck? Yeah. Are they writing here? But like, also like like the thing at the end where he's just like you're the one who killed her. Like it seems like very yeah. You know, it gives you the heebie jeebies. But it's him. It's fucking yeah. Oh man, Defoe is like all time great actor. Can re- like really just dives into it. Yeah, he did his what? own stunts for this too. Like as much as he could, he said the only way he would do the movie is if he was allowed to do his own stunts. Really? Oh, wow, that's amazing. I did not know that. That's really yeah. cool. So a lot of this is pure Defoe wow. in his truest deform. 
Well, we, I think we can assume that he wasn't being pile-drived through, no, <laughs> through most concrete. Of sense. Not yeah, all most. of his sense. But yeah, he, but those those moments, those hand-to-hand combat moments where you're like, oh, shit, that's Defoe. Like, that's yeah. fucking Willem Defoe. That's not some stunt double. That's actually, yeah. Did you guys hear my joke? <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. No, Maisie, what was your joke? Do you want to share it with the podcast? That it was t- Defoe in his truest deform. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, this, is a low, this is a low point in the movie and also- Also a low a point, point for the podcast. We... <laughs> <laughs> low point in the movie. And also, uh, we remembered this time. It has been uh, a while, but uh, this is a segment in the podcast that we like to call Maisie Calls the Ending. Uh, so we paused it right after the, like, like Maisie, like right before the May dies scene, Maisie's like, we got to find a spot to pause it. And you're uh, like, before. after this. And I was like, and I was like, oh, I got a spot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like the very, the silent, just like, all right, there's like a scene where, where Par- Parker's standing in front of a giant video board of J. Jonah Jameson just going, well, there you have it, folks. The spider menace, everything he touches, dies. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, my God. What yeah. The- I forget what I said, but I think I was exactly right. You were precisely correct. You said, <laughs> I believe you said um, he's, he's going to need help from other Spider-Mans so the other Spider-Mans are going to show up and help him and they're going to beat all the bad guys. Yeah. Because like, yep, 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 at that it. point, I it kind of put together that the multiverse is real and all these vill- if the, all the villains can come into this one universe, that means all the Spider-Mans can come into this universe and help yeah. save the day. Uh, do we want to give a, like a farewell to May? Anything, you know, other than, ah, man, she did, she was very hot and um, <laughs> she... Uh, played that game. Is she like Larb? The Larb? Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> Marissa Tomei fucking did not like being in these movies. I saw, I remember seeing a video of her. It was like an interview where it was just like, it was just like, so, you know, is it exciting being back as Aunt May? And she's just like, I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, no, I fucking take the paycheck and run. I'm in yeah. seven scenes. I have to stand in a green, blue background. And in this one, I get to die. Finally. <laughs> like, it's kind of funny uh, watching that from her. Ta-ta, Tomei. Ta-ta, Tomei. Ned. Our, our old boy Ned, our buddy Ned. Ned. Ned discovers that he can create portals using Strange's sling ring, which he and MJ use to try to locate Peter. They instead find alternate versions of Parker from the villains' universes who were also summoned by Strange's spell, who are nicknamed Peter 2 and Peter 3. Hilarious. Uh, so this see, this is the scene. This is, you know the scene in the movie where he's just like I wish I wish we could see Peter and then a portal opens and a, a Spider-Man jumps through that's Garfield. not Tom Holland it's Andrew Garfield yeah or Tobey Maguire here's my thing I thought this was great but they did spend an entire movie called Doctor Strange teaching Doctor Strange how to open the portals. That <laughs> took no less than two hours, and you're telling me that Ned can open the portals in 30 seconds? Yes. Magic. Okay. Yeah, Proceed. It's, it's, 
yeah there's a lot of stuff here that very much you just gotta gloss right through you just gotta be like all right yeah you know that whole movie where like the most powerful sorcerer in the in the in this realm uh uh had to had to really fucking learn had to be thrown on the top of a mountain to learn how to open a portal and ned's just like ah man (laughs) <laughs> and he's just like, ah, oh, shucks. I guess in a bigger, in a grander sense, they spend a lot of Doctor Strange when he's like learning how to do that, like focusing on really like, I don't know what's the right way to say this, like the most genuine form of like what he really wants in life. And he always like goes back to being a surgeon and Tilda Swinton's like, no, you're, no. But then when Ned wants to see his buddy peter it is a more of a genuine like real yeah maybe that's it why could it be more. an idea of wish fulfillment you know uh sort of a you know a, what is your heart's most purest desire yeah. that, that kind of you know if if soever he be worthy carry the hammer of thor just like very like what's that from God, I love it. Uh, Aaliyah, thoughts on the reveal scenes of uh, Andrew, both Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire. Toby just, <laughs> I, my favorite part of the of this whole reveal scene is Toby walks through and he's just wearing like casual street clothes and Ned just goes, oh, great, it's just some guy. <laughs> and that's, um, how, how else do you describe Toby Maguire? I screamed um, <laughs> at both appearances. I knew they were happening. It was obvious. But when you go to like, especially at the showing that I went to, which was like the first showing of it, you know, so it was like everyone was screaming and everyone was freaking out and the hype in the room was unimaginable. Um, That does sound so awesome. It It felt I was in a theater that was like hype, but was wasn't annoying hype, which is that's the best kind where it was just like everyone was like, yeah, and like clapped or whatever. But no one was like. Like, I was like, there's dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) Enough. My theater definitely, like, knew when to cut it before the dialogue, which was nice. But it was definitely like, holy shit. Did you all see this more than once in theaters? I saw this three times in theaters. And then I bought the deluxe edition with all of the bonus features when it came out. And I've watched it maybe four more times since I've gotten it. Uh, Watching it with you was my second time watching it. (laughs) Yeah. I had to go back and find the Easter eggs. There's yeah. there's a lot of them. Lot you of got them. your note you, for your notebooks. You got to have the Easter eggs right, for your notebooks. They got it going on right here. But um, I also, I really hope, so we're planning on seeing Doctor Strange next weekend. Yes. And not only is this famously one of my least favorite superheroes, I hope that there's some kind of cool, like, <gasps> Stephen Strange gets the hammer too. Not really, but like, <laughs> like, like the same kind of audience experience as I would have gotten in Avengers Endgame or in this movie. I just don't think that's going to happen with Doctor no, Strange. I don't, but... I don't want to spoil things for you, but there's, I won't. But there's a lot in the Multiverse of Madness that is references to older uh, comic book media and older MC, not MCU, but other, like this had Marvel movies that weren't part of the MCU yeah. reference. In it. It's going to be the same way in Multiverse of Madness. Okay. There will be a lot. There's like rumor, the rumors for this movie are like out of the fuck it. Like just like, like the rumors for Spider-Man are, there might be Spider-Mans in it. The rumors for Doctor Strange are like, 
every Marvel character oh, <laughs> will cool. a bit like it's Batman's it is, in it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it is very much you I'm sure there will be a couple moments of like, whoa, what the hell? I'm trying very hard to like avoid spoilers and stuff like that for this yeah. one. Because oh, it's, so, it's gonna be it one is, of those. Okay. It's gonna be one of those, yeah. In the yeah. same way that the James James Jameson. James James Jameson, yeah. Yeah. That was the That's, best ever. That was just <laughs> the best. Did you see the animated chair thing, Tim? The animated the chair thing? I'm trying to I'm not I'm not that. watching anything. I'm it's not, not a, I'm it's not it's a it's a chair they took from an animated series and they're making it real in multiverse of madness. It's a very specific chair. What? No, I didn't see that. Um I have anything. a question. Is Kang the Conqueror in Multiverse of Madness? Maybe. Okay. Because I know what going. Okay. Uh, but I th I think it would be I would be surprised if he isn't because that like his whole setup at the end of yeah. Loki seemed like it was very Important. much would be be tied into uh, yeah. something like that. But yeah, let's move forward. The group finds this universe's Parker, nicknamed Peter One. This is just how I guess how the Wikipedia is deciding to uh, differentiate in the moving forward, uh, who is ready to give up and send the villains home to die. Uh, the alternate Parkers share stories of losing loved ones and encourage Peter One to fight in May's honor, and the three Parkers develop cures for the villains. So this, this is- This is where a, we get the meme. We get the meme of them pointing at each other. Adorable. <laughs> hey, uh, you're Peter, you're Peter, hey, no, yeah, Peter, I'm Peter. Um, this is so cute. I thought so that this cute. whole this whole sequence I like, could watch a whole Netflix series of this. Literally, and this is like 20 minutes of the movie. This is just yeah. like from when from when they go, we gotta we gotta fix the villains, and they go to like the lab to like them on the Statue of Liberty just chilling and chatting. Yeah. It's like a 20-minute sequence of them just kind of being like, Hey, remember this is about our old movie anyway. I'm Spider-Man. I also thought that like when this was all starting to unfold that I thought it was going to feel super forced and kitschy and like stupid, but it felt really like sweet and fun and nice. Yeah. And I really liked watching it. I didn't, I, I, I almost was like, am I going to cringe watching them? Like try to force these together, but it really didn't feel forced. I don't know about how y'all feel. It's like a lot of fan service, but I think it's well-placed fan service. I think, okay. it's, I think it's done in a way that doesn't feel like overly pandering like they gave them like good emotional arcs like toby and andrew have their own little chat about you know like finding love as spider-man and i thought that was really sweet and like a genuine like that's maybe a conversation they would have that mm -hmm. isn't just us needing to mention mj and stuff you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i thought it was I thought it was very well done. I mean, there's definitely parts where you're like, okay, they threw that in there because they would know that people love that. Yeah. But. Yeah. This somewhat and of the, a scientist myself line from earlier line, felt like, okay, I, this is for I the both, audience, but I loved it. I both laughed and enjoyed it and also was like, is art dead? Like, <laughs> art, like, is, <laughs> like, it's one of those lines where I was just like, oh, it's kind of pretty funny that they did that. And also like, man, what if they wrote like a movie? <laughs> what, if, what if they like decided to write like lines I mean, that aren't fucking it, memes? Like it's, it's kind of what comic book movie. It's made for comic book fans, so they're cognizant of that. Definitely, it's hard to it's 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 playing both sides of just like not trying to take this too seriously with while also being like ah oh, this is I don't know like they're like the meme moments like the. Uh, uh, like there's a moment where where Toby Maguire's back really hurts, and he's like, "Oh, it's just my back." And there's a moment 
in one of the Spider-Man movies where he like has a really hard fall and it's like a meme where it's just him being like, oh, my back, my back. <laughs> and then he walks out of frame and then just go to the next scene. Like that's uh, all, Raimi movies are amazing, but also like they do like little references to that. They do a great job of it being organic, but also there's like those moments of like, you're amazing. You are the amazing Spider-Man. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Organic. Um, I love that they discuss Toby's organic webbing openly like that. <laughs> yeah. Cause that is a, that it was a hard pivot from like the comics that, that Raimi made in the first Spider-Man movie is that in the whole like history of the comics, he's usually has like a cartridge and uses yeah. Yeah, that it doesn't actually come out of him. But in the, in the first Spider-Man movie, everyone's just, he's just like, it's just the comes spider bite. Him. It's the spider bite, it just comes out of him. So Yeah, but as a medical professional, you should know, you know, if you got bitten by a radioactive spider and it gave you superpowers, it would be anatomically correct. So it would be coming out of your butt, not your wrist. Yes, that's what I've been saying this whole time. <laughs> it would be coming straight out of your butt. When are we gonna see Tom Holland swinging through Manhattan Fucking on ass his butt. Up. Just ass up. Just that, you know, that actually reminds me of this picture that's floating around the internet of Deadpool with Spider-Man over his shoulder <laughs> pointing to his butt. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. Well, it's been really fun, guys. I think I have to head out. I think I have to hang out of here now. <laughs> Um, there was one moment that I did share with Maisie before the final battle because I felt it was important, which was when uh, Andrew Garfield's talking about losing Gwen, uh, losing uh, uh, Emma Stone's character, that it was from like a fall that he tried to jump and save her and couldn't do it uh, so that we have that sort of setup moment. At the end. Did you watch the scene? Did you, Have you watched the Andrew Garfield? Um, I think I am going to, though, today. It is. It's, it's a good scene. It's the. I would. I would argue maybe one of the only good scenes in that movie. It's a dog shit movie, but yeah, it's done so well. It's like I really don't like the rest of that film, but that that particular death scene is is it perfect in my eyes. I mean, that's that's they tragic. Tragic and sad. Well, I think Tim. I'm sorry. I think I want to do the rest of this podcast with Aaliyah, not you. I'm <laughs> sorry. I think I like her take more than I like yours. Okay. Well, we're almost done. So. The group lured Dylan, Marco, and Connors to the Statue of Liberty. They're they're doing construction on the Statue of Liberty to give it a Captain America shield, baby. There's a moment, Ali. I don't know if you have notes on this or. There's a moment where they're in the apartment, and on the TV it's playing like a story about how they're doing it. And it shows like a pole on the screen. Isn't it like most people are massively opposed to it? Isn't that like yeah. what the poll says? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be kind of poking fun at the fact that New York is gonna do whatever the fuck New York wants to do, regardless of how the people feel about what they're doing. Yeah, that's that tracks. <laughs> that's kind of it. it but that's absolutely America. It's just like America. If Captain America was a thing in real life, they'd be like, "Well, we gotta get the shield on a, on the national monument. We gotta replace the torch with a shield." There's no. There's 
we 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 didn't ruin the metaphor of the Statue of Liberty whatsoever by making it instead of a lantern and a light, making it a shield. Oh, dumb. dumb yeah, shit. I love all the online discourse that was like, "But Statue of Liberty is green. Why are they adding a shield that's a different color?" And I was like, "You realize that like the Statue of Liberty did not start green, correct?" It was bronze. It was bronze. The color that they're at, the shield's going to have to also age. Mm-hmm. Whole thing is crazy. Peter 1 and Peter 2 cure Connors and Marco while Octavius arrives to help cure Dylan and Ned frees Strange from the mirror dimension with a portal. Uh, this is a big fight sequence. This is a big ending fight sequence. It's the three, three Spider-Mans fighting all the villains. Uh, amazing. Yes thoughts how'd it go how did this uh this sequence oh i thought it was so tight but we had also just seen in uh what was it uh falcon and the winter soldier a a similar fight scene on um uh, not infrastructure what's the word construction scaffolding 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 yeah yeah Yeah. but so cool and i also just loved the silly dialogue between all the peters yeah And they stop in the middle, and and he's just like, "We, I don't know how to work as a team." Well, I was in the Avengers. The Avengers. Wow, what's what's that? The, what's that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't register. Is that a band? Either. Were you in a band? <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. But yeah, and then and then Garfield being Peter three. Okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> like, which sorry, sorry, Andrew, but that's that's uh, that's the rankings. That's the Actually, way. That's that's the way it goes. I love Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I think his movies were shit, but I really like Andrew Garfield. I li- yeah, he's a great oh. actor, and he was, I would say, MVP Spider-Wise of this movie. I like Spider-Wise. Yeah, I, I, I think know what, what things I think mean. This movie was like a redemption for the people who like really liked Andrew Garfield though as Spider-Man, because now everyone's like, oh, this guy rocks. Like, yeah, yeah. we've been saying. Been yeah, saying. but like, don't watch his movies. Just watch yeah, this one. <laughs> Just watch his thing. His I, I will awesome. say that it's it kind of seems like the lizard character was maybe a weird villain to have in one of these movies, but still kind of terrifying in this. Yeah, I mean, it's it, I w- had a bigger problem with the fact that they clearly threw him in there. Like, there's there. This was something that I that I read that I thought was interesting. Is Thomas Hayden Church who plays the Sandman and Reese Reese Ifans Reese fans. Uh, who plays the 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 lizard um they did not physically do any shooting for this movie whatsoever. Uh, until the last two no those are reused uh images from the old movies so oh, when you oh, see yeah. Risa fans like looking at his hands or like being like oh you know i'm turning i'm not the lizard anymore that's reused assets from the amazing spider-man they and when you see thomas hayden church standing up or like coming out that is a reused asset they were never filming at any point so they they just came in recorded their adr lines for the cgi characters that they were playing and then yeah i don't know well now i'm upset a little bit i had no idea it just seemed yeah it just uh, if there's a villain who was pretty tacked on here it was the lizard like he was just kind of there and it was just like all right well we got to have two amazing Spider-Man villains and we're not bringing back Dane DeHaan as the Hobgoblin. Lizard was also the only one they didn't show capturing. Um, Doctor Strange was just like, yeah, I found him in a sewer. 
Yeah, like <laughs> we didn't want to do a whole CGI scene with the lizard fighting. So uh, the goblin appears and unleashes the contained spell, which begins pulling more people in from other universes. So there's this kind of cool sequence where he comes through, steals the cube, and then drops a uh, you know a pumpkin bomb in there, and then everyone's like bam 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 bam, and then it reveals the bombs there and it blows up, and then the spell. The spell is unleashed. All right. <laughs> let's get let's get through this. Uh, Strange attempts to hold them off while an enraged Peter One tries to kill the goblin. Peter Two stops him, and Peter Three helps Peter One inject the goblin with the cure, restoring Osborne's sanity. So they have a fight. The, the shield falls off mm-hmm. the Statue of Liberty, which is like, okay, cool. We just won't build it. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then they fight on the shield. They do a lot of more of the fucking, it's just a pile drive heavy sort of fight movie. I find. How else do you fight these guys though? Like, it's just, like, yeah, you come up and throw them down. Gotta eat them a little bit. All his own stunts. <laughs> Peter One realizes that the only way to protect this multiverse is to erase himself from everyone's memory and request that Strange do so while promising MJ and Ned that he will find them. The spell is cast and everyone returns to their respective universe, including uh, in a post credit scene, Eddie Brock, AKA, AKA Tom Hardy, AKA Venom, who unknowingly leaves behind a piece of the Venom symbiote. Two weeks later, Parker visits MJ and Ned to reintroduce himself, but he decides against it. While mourning at May's grave, he has a conversation with Hogan and is inspired to carry on making a new suit and resuming his vigilantism. This ending is bullshit. Okay, elaborate. I'm upset. I just want Peter Parker to be happy with MJ and Ned. I just want a, I just want a nice, wholesome ending. I want this shit. I get it. I get it. I get they want to put Peter Parker in the poor, dumpy apartment, and they want him to make his own suit. Can he do that with Zendaya, maybe? No, you I can't. Know. It was uh, a sad yeah. ending for me. Yeah. Number one, no idea who this Venom guy is. <laughs> I, I know Tom Hardy as Bane from Batman. Mm-hmm. So when he showed up, you were like, Bane? Yeah, truly. <laughs> and in that voice, too. Bane? Bane. If he was just like, oh, Spider-Man. Precisely. So you are at the reckoning of your last contempt, Spider-Man. Oh, I am the darkness. Secondly, I thought it would have been hilarious if MJ and Ned kissed. I was thinking that was going to happen at the end. I was so too. Mm-hmm. And maybe not hilarious, but I kind of was like thinking that that was going to happen. Uh, we have spent this whole time not talking about the kid who's like, yeah, Spider-Man is my best friend. I'll do it if you say that I'm your best friend. <laughs> oh, <Flash. laughs> Tony Revolori, Flash yeah, Thompson. Flash Thompson is so good. He has a book. <laughs> so his book, book is actually a joke about another comic book series called Flashpoint. So his book is called Flashpoint. Flashpoint's also actually a DC comic. About. Oh. So it's a little, uh, it's a little. Uh, well, Marvel nudge in DC there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I like I like Tony Revolori a lot, man. I think I wish he was in more things. I love the blonde uh, look they gave him. Yeah, so, <laughs> so douchey. Very twenty twenty one. Yeah. 
but that's that's Spider-Man No Way Home. I did like I liked that post-credit scene with Tom Hardy and Venom. I, I watched the Venom movies. They're bad. They're like not good, but he's he gives it his all, and it's like very weird and different. And so, no less good. than twenty-four <laughs> hours ago, did one of my good friends say, "I love the Venom movies. You gotta watch them." They're I don't know. They're dumb as fuck. I don't. know. It's Tom Hardy just breathing heavy and sweating for two hours. It's well, and they're under two hours. I still need to watch the new one, the Carnage one. Yeah. So essentially in the post-credit scene for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, uh, that uh, there's a scene where he's just in a hotel room and then the room starts shaking and it glows outside and then he's in a different hotel room and he looks on the TV and Peter Parker's there. Mm. So the implication to me was like, oh shit, he's going to be in this movie and he's going to like fight Spider-Man. So Spider-Man's going to fight Venom. And remember when I said earlier there was the Sinister Six was a thing. There are only five villains in this. Mm. And the sixth villain, Venom, just spent the whole movie in a bar in the Caribbean. <laughs> just being like, just being like, so there's like a green guy and he's the Hulk. Okay. And there's an <laughs> Iron Man. He flies in the sky. This is wonderful. And getting drunk. And Venom's like, we are drunk. It it's really good. I love it. I thought the sixth villain was going to be Vulture. The whole time i thought they were gonna pull vulture out of jail or something no 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 no. vulture appears in the post-credit scene for morbius with jared leto and it doesn't make any goddamn sense and i want to jump off a building um wait wait, wait. he's in the post-credit scene in morbius why did they put him in the trailer i don't know because they don't know what they're doing i hate that movie anyways no you should watch it no, this is really good. Uh, everybody in everybody, all listeners, go buy more pre-order Morbius on Blu-ray. Start support Jared Leto. Uh, but that's Spider-Man No Way Home. No way, Jose. Uh, it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects, which is a fucking joke. Uh, it's a hilarious, dumb joke. Who won that year? Uh, who won the Best Visual Effects at the Academy Awards? in the goddamn 19-2022. The winner was been... uh, Dune. Dune. Oh, okay, good. One for best visual effects. That adds uh, At least Zendaya uh, is bringing it home no matter what. <laughs> uh, the Suicide Squad was not nominated that year for best visual effects, and I think that's wrong uh, yep. because uh, there's a big old shark person in that movie, and it's wonderful and looks great the whole also, time. Also, that big starfish creature. Yep, exactly. Um, bada bing, bada boom. That's the movie. This movie did made, it. made a wild amount at the box office. Uh, it's like the first big post-pandemic smash hit. It uh, had a budget of $200 million, and its box office was $1.89 billion. I think it's like the third, the fourth highest grossing film of all time. What's the first again? Uh, Avengers Endgame. Oh, okay. Wow. That's Spider-Man. Amazing thoughts. Final uh, final thoughts. And, uh, yeah, I yeah. think this, this one joins the ranks of top three and might be number one. Wow. Amazing. Spider-Man. <laughs> this is my number one, but that should have been obvious. <laughs> I really liked it. I was uh, uh, entranced the whole time. I didn't look at my watch. I ate my bagel like a good little girl and watch the movie <laughs> and my dog was was snug up on you for some of oh, it oh yeah mm. that made it that made it better very good stuff 
Uh, Aaliyah, just generalized thoughts. Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, I just love this movie so much. I just think it's so, just, it, it is the fan service that I've been waiting, like, my entire life for. It's so weird being a Spider-Man fan from, like, age, like, six, and then, like, having that all culminate in, like, a movie where I'm, I'm like, almost 30. I'm like, well, finally, they did something I like. It's like every mm-hmm. Spider-Man movie up to this point, except for Into the Spider-Verse, which you should watch, has had like something fundamentally wrong with it that like makes it unenjoyable for a lot of it. Like the Andrew Garfield movies. Andrew Garfield's great, but his movie sucks. But I just, I think they nailed it with this one. I love it. I've Hell seen yeah. it too many times. I'm a bit uh, more reserved of an opinion. Hey. Than say, you know, I think it's great. I really, I really enjoyed it, but I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't put it in like the top top five uh, mcu movies it's probably my like fourth favorite spider-man movie uh but it's but it's but it's really what it's your number one uh spider-man 2 uh no into the spider-verse is one mcu my favorite my favorite two mcu movies that go back and forth are thor ragnarok and uh guardians of the galaxy volume two okay those are my top two yeah uh but that's it that uh aliyah thank you so much for coming on thank you for joining us had to just swing by, you know? <laughs> oh, uh, Maisie, next up, um, I would say it's the Eternals. I would say it's Hawkeye, but we I don't have time to do any of those two before we see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Man this next week. So the next episode of the podcast will be Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, thoughts, expectations. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. So Multiverse of Madness makes me think, okay, so we're going to see a lot of characters, but like also is there maybe a DC universe because it's the multiverse? I doubt that. But, okay, um, well. You asked me my thoughts and expectations, I will give you my thoughts and expectations. And, and I'm shutting them down immediately. Uh, this has been... <laughs> I hope Tilda Swinton makes an appearance. Oh, she might. Yeah, that'd be, that might be fun. We miss her. God bless Tilda. <laughs> Or Ed Norton. That would be so funny. Edward Norton and Terrence Howard. If that happens, <laughs> if that happens I don't know. I'll do something drastic. I, that's Bro, not- if they brought back Terrence Howard. What if they I brought back Ben Affleck? As, ben Affleck as, as Daredevil? <laughs> like anyone who's ever played these characters ever? That would be amazing. Jennifer Garner pops up the- as Electra. The possibilities are endless, and the we'll bring uh, it back to Wolfgang, Wolf Wolverine. We'll bring it back to Wolfgang Wolverine Amadeus Mozart. Oh, the third, if they had Chris Evans in from Fantastic from Four, Fantastic Four. Oh God, Captain America. That's all I want. This is going to be exhausting, and I can't wait to spend most of the podcast on Multiverse of Man this explaining to Maisie who all those fucking people were. Me uh, too! Thank you so much for listening. Remember to like and subscribe. Uh, follow Aaliyah Waldman on uh, on Twitch, Aaliyah Bake Stuff, uh, on Instagram, at Aaliyah, the Aaliyah Rose, is that it? At the underscore Aaliyah underscore Rose. Great. Uh, uh, she posts excellent content. Um, follow her and give her your money. I don't fucking know. Yeah, do you have, do you have a Do you have an open Venmo? <laughs> yeah, it's the same as my Instagram. Go for it. Perfect. Uh, thank yeah. you all so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back uh, when we're back. Toodaloo!
The Marvelous Miss Maisie is a Unicow Media podcast. Music by Brian Parmalee, who you can follow on Instagram at Bodie underscore Foster. Cover art by Rachel Severance, who you can follow at Rachel Approves. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Marvelous Miss Maisie Pod, and if you like it, remember to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can also follow Maisie on Instagram at O underscore my underscore laud 624, and Tim on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at HaHaTimBridge. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>